If you ache for truth, goodness, and beauty, if you're hungry for a Christianity with substance and strength, if you long for a faith that's big and bold and biblical and all about Jesus Christ, if you're inspired by the idea of one church that has spanned 20 centuries, 24 time zones, and two hemispheres, enfolding every race, nation, and language, then you're considering Catholicism. Welcome to Considering Catholicism. I'm Greg Smith, your guide to the faith, life, and civilization that is historic Catholic Christianity. Now, over the last year, my Protestant friend Ed has been considering the Catholic faith, and we've recorded our conversations about it in real time here on the podcast. If you've been following along, then you know that we finally got to the topic of the Virgin Mary, which is controversial for Protestants. But Ed has become open to the church's teaching on Mary, and we did a couple of episodes about her. We then moved on to the rosary. I just did an episode explaining what the Hail Mary prayer is really about. And in our last episode, we talked about where the rosary came from, what it's about, and why Catholics pray it. So, it's finally time to teach Ed how to pray it. We were sitting outside at the One Whirling Adventure secret compound where I have a sort of little rosary chapel in the pines. I loaned him a rosary and we walked through it together. Now, if you're an experienced Catholic, you probably already know how to pray the rosary. You may have been praying it your whole life. You may pray it every day. You may pray it multiple times a day. And so you may listen to this explanation and think it's pretty rudimentary. But bear in mind, I'm teaching a Protestant who has never done it before, isn't familiar with it, doesn't even own a rosary, exactly how to move around the beads and what it's all about. So if you'd like to hear me teach a Protestant how to pray the rosary for the first time, take a listen. And let me know what you think by leaving a review or a comment wherever you get your podcasts. Or shoot me an email, greg at consideringcatholicism.com. And share the podcast with anyone who you think would benefit by listening. Welcome to Church Chats with Greg and Ed, where Greg and his Protestant friend Ed chat about the church. So, Ed, we had a, a conversation last time when we introduced the rosary, right. talked about where it came from and what its purpose and point is and all of that. But now we're going to just actually kind of walk through it. Yeah. So this is, you know, totally functional here. And for those who are faithful Catholics and credo Catholics who pray the rosary every day, you, maybe this is second nature to you, but... For those of who are learning uh, the Catholic faith or considering the Catholic faith, um, we're literally going to walk through. So uh, let's do that. Now, you've got one in your hand. I've got right. this big collection of rosaries because I'm kind of into collecting them. I kind of get fascinated by all the different it's shapes. It's like me with guitars, only it's cheaper. <laughs> it's right. It's exactly. It's way cheaper. But there's so many really neat and interesting different forms of them in terms of materials and types and sizes and shapes and all that. And so anyway, I've got a big collection here. And uh, you've got one in your hand and I've got one in my hand. So let's just actually talk about how this works. Yeah, I'm, I'm so the first thing you're going to notice is that it's a loop. Yes. Okay. 
So there's a, a literally a, a loop, and then out of the loop at one end, there's a little dangly part with a crucifix right. at the end, right? Right. And to say something interesting about that, so you start with the crucifix, right? And this is a point that has been made often about the rosary. And again, we talked in the last time how it's been refined over the centuries. There's something wonderful about this journey. If it takes you 20, 25 minutes that you start with the crucifix, you start with the crucifixion, you start with Christ, and then you travel through this structured prayer, reflecting on the gospels and all these other things, and you return. Mm -hmm. It begins and ends at the cross. And so we start with the cross and we begin by reciting the Apostles' Creed. Okay. The first thing that we do, we hold up the crucifix, hold the crucifix in your hand. Yep. I personally, when I begin it, I make the sign of the cross. Right. And I kiss the crucifix, but that's just me. But we begin formally with the Apostles' Creed. And, and, right, and that's a declaration of our faith. Right. I had a friend who used to say, I, I want the, the Apostles' Creed to be so memorized, have it so ingrained as muscle memory that when the persecution comes and right. they're, you know, burning me at the flames, that, right. that I won't forget it. Right. Uh, I think you said that once. I think I heard you say that. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's the thing that I hope that I have the presence of mind that my uh, last words <laughs> as, the, uh, right. as the persecutors persecute me will be that I will be able to have it so ingrained. So we begin with the Apostles' Creed, that declaration. And then you move with your thumb and forefinger right. to the first bead after the crucifix. And it should be a larger bead. Yep. And that's an Our Father. So again, we say the Our Father as Catholics because Catholic prayers are always uh, named by the first two words of the prayer. So right. the Lord's Prayer, as Protestants call it, begins with Our Father who art in yep. heaven. It's the Our Father or, right. you know, whatever the prayer is, the glory be is because it's glory be to the Father, Son, right. is the glory be or Hail Mary, full of grace is the Hail Mary. So it's the Our Father. So we begin with the, the Apostles' Creed and then we pray the Lord's Prayer. Then you'll see three smaller beads, and we're still going up that straight part that hangs off the big yep, loop. Yep. And those three prayers are the are three Hail Marys. Okay? okay. Now let's just real quickly talk about the Hail Mary. I have a whole nother episode of the podcast where I explain the Hail Mary in like for 30 minutes in depth. Right. Okay. But real quickly, the Hail Mary consists of language directly from scripture. So Hail Mary, full of grace, the right. Lord is with thee is what the angel Gabriel says in Luke 1. Right. And then the second line, blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus, is what her cousin Elizabeth says to her also in Luke 1. Mm-hmm. And then it's centered on the name of Jesus. And then we ask Mary to pray for us uh, at the hour of our death. That's what the Hail Mary is. So it's centered on Christ and it's centered on the incarnation of Christ. Now, these three Hail Marys that we pray here, uh, sometimes in some ways that the rosary is prayed, the way I personally do it is a lot of times you pray these three for faith, hope, and charity, which okay. as you, if you recall from our Dante class are right. the three uh, theological virtues. Paul says all of these things are good, but the greatest of these are faith, hope, and love. Right. Um, so love or charity, kind of same word in Greek. So what I do when I pray those three, I pray the Our Father, then I say, Lord, for faith, Hail Mary, full of grace. Right. And then I think about that. So again, a lot of the praying of the rosary is a process of, of sort of multitasking, of meditating on something or reflecting on something while your, the other part, half of your brain is reciting. So if you think about kind of the left half of your brain is reciting the prayer, the right half of your brain is sort of reflecting on it. Mm-hmm. So I say, Lord, give me faith. 
and I think about what it means for me to have faith while I pray it, then hope, mm-hmm. which is a Christian virtue, you know, hope for the resurrection, hope for the future. And then finally, love or charity that I would love others mm-hmm. as Christ has loved me. So I pray those three for faith, hope, and charity, three Hail Marys. Then I get to a big bead. Yep. And that big bead is the doxology called the glory be in Catholicism. Right. So glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world, world without, without end. end. Amen. Yep. Okay. So that's the doxology. Some we of start. these I know as, some of these I know as, uh, I'm singing them in my head. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, all of them in the song. So you say the Apostles' Creed, the Our Father, then three Hail Marys for faith, hope, and charity, yep. and then the glory be, the doxology. Okay, now we come to what in most rosaries, there's a medal, either like a, a medallion or in the one that I'm holding here, a big knot. And that is where we begin now the loop, the circular loop okay. around. And so we're going to begin what are called the five decades. Why are they called decades? because there are five sets of 10, a decade 10. Now we're going to travel this loop around and praying five sets of 10 prayers. Does it matter if I go left or right? Um, I I, I don't know. I always go, I always go counterclockwise. Oh, interesting. I was just going to say, do they, in Britain, do they, do they always, you know, do they go to the left in Britain and they go to the right? Oh, you've actually stumped me. I don't know. (laughs) I just always went counterclockwise. I asked because there's a medal there's a medal on the left loop, left side of the loop, and yes. there isn't one on the right. Uh, yeah, no, that's, so like the one I'm holding up here, I have multiple medals. Right, so okay. let me just say something about that, right? Like, so a lot of Catholics will adorn, adorn, or right. add extra medals. So medals, saints' medals are basically a picture of a saint, and you think, I like to either say a prayer to or think about, you know, right. the qualities of that saint. So, for example, the one I'm holding in my hand is one of the ones that I like to use personally, most yep. often, and it has Saint jo- a medal for St. Joseph on it because mm-hmm. I have sort of a devotion. I like to think of St. Joseph who right. protected and provided for the Holy Family. And I think I like to think, uh, especially I got this one when my kids were smaller and I used to think about being a good father, like right. St. Joseph was a good stepfather. And then I also have um, St. Michael on here, the archangel to, mm-hmm. to pray for protection from the evil one. And then I have two saints that are uh, especially important to me, uh, St. Patrick who was the great missionary and uh, is the patron saint of One World Adventure. And then also uh, St. Benedict, who, you know, sort of founded monasticism and is a great example of devotion. So basically those medals are just there okay, because sometimes, not, yeah. That's just a thing you added. Okay. Yeah, those are things that you added. So, but anyway, when, okay, so now we're going to be in the five decades. Okay. Right? Yep. Uh, and, and, and by the way, just, you can get rosaries with whatever medals that you want. Right. Now, uh, the five decades, five sets of 10 prayers. These correspond to those rosary mysteries that we talked about in the last episode. Okay. So we have the joyful mysteries, the sorrowful mysteries, the glorious mysteries, the luminous mysteries. So these are incidents from scripture, incidents from the gospels. So let's just pretend we're doing the, uh, the first one, what you would do on Monday, which is the joyful mysteries. Okay. okay. So there's five of them. The Annunciation, where the angel Gabriel shows yep. up and announces the coming of the Christ. The Visitation, where Mary goes to visit Elizabeth, the nativity, the actual birth of Jesus in the manger, stable, whatever, the presentation of Jesus in the temple on the eighth day, uh, when the prophets Simeon and Anna announced the coming of the Christ. And then finally, uh, the finding of Jesus in the temple when he's 12 years old, when he gets lost from his parents. So why do I have five more to go? What do I do with those? I mean, there's, there's these five. 
no, no, no. So the, each of those correspond to a decade. So you oh, have five decades. Okay. So what you're going to do is you're going to reflect on one of those mysteries while you pray 10 prayers. Okay. So this first bead past the, the, uh, the break is, uh, so what you're going to do now, actually at the break. So where you hold that medallion up, where right. we're going to begin the pathway around, right. you're going to pray in our father. Right. So let's do the annunciation. So we, so what we would say is the first joyful mystery, okay. the annunciation of the angel Gabriel to the blessed Virgin Mary. Now you can just say that, or you can take a, what I like to do is sometimes take a pause, maybe 10, 15, 30 seconds, a minute, however long I want to do that. And just think about that story. Okay. You know, reflect on that story for a minute. This is the first beat. Yep. And so, well, it's that first, no, it's not the first well, of the no, 10. It's the first beat. After, it's the first of 10. No, it's not. Uh, not. It's the one that's right here, which is like this medallion. Oh, I see. Okay. 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 So right here, you're going to say the first joyful mystery, the Annunciation. You're going to reflect for a moment, and then you're going to say Our Father. Okay. So you go through the Our Father, Our Father, Art in Heaven, Hell be thy name, right? Okay. Now, on the next 10 beads, smaller beads you have in a row, you're going to say 10 Hail Marys. Okay. Okay. So these, each one of these 10 is for a Hail Mary. It's for a Hail Mary. I got it. So you're going to say Hail Mary... 10 times. And while you're doing that, just like when you're playing your piano and singing right. or playing your guitar and whatever, you're multitasking. I know you can okay. do that because on your piano, you'll play with one hand, you're playing, you know, the one part, yeah. no, the other part. So you're going to say, okay, as I'm doing these 10 Hail Marys, I'm still thinking about that mystery. The, the first, first mystery, the first mystery, the Annunciation, what it meant for the, for the angel Gabriel to come and announce the incarnation and what it meant for Mary to respond you know, thy will be done, you know, God. Right. Yeah. So I'm reflecting on that and saying 10 Hail Marys. Okay. Okay. Yep. Now, when I get to the end of those 10, you'll see a Bigger. gap. Yep. Okay. But in that gap between the last of the small Hail Mary beads yep. and the big bead, in that gap, you're going to say a doxology, a glory be. Okay. So you, you begin each of the decades with an Our Father. Yep. Then you pray 10 Hail Marys. Then you pray a glory be. Okay. Okay. All while meditating on the first Correct. of the five for that day. Yes. Okay. And, and so then you get to, yeah. And that, and so that's going to be repeated five times and our father for five decades. Right. But each decade is the same and our father, 10 Hail Marys and a glory be while reflecting on the mystery for that decade. Okay. So I get to the end of the 10 Hail Marys and there's a big bead. Okay. We're not there yet oh, yeah. though, okay, because there's so one more thing. So after you say the glory be, remember I told you in the last episode that the, the rosary has been developed over time and bits and pieces right. have been added. Right. So in 1917, 100 years ago, there was an apparition, an appearance of the Blessed Virgin Mary in a place called Fatima, Portugal, a yeah. small town in Portugal. I've heard that. Yeah. And so she appeared to these three shepherd children. And there was a number of things that she said, and then a bunch of people came out, and then and the crowds came out, and you can read all about it. We'll right. talk about it some other time. Uh, but it's one of the, you know, people are always saying, Protestants are saying, well, you think the Virgin Mary appears all the time. There's really only about uh, uh, six or eight or 10 or 12 verified sort of apparitions of the Virgin Mary in 2,000 years. It's a very small number, but this is one of them. And she appeared, and there were crowds and all these kinds of things. and. And she, she said some things to the children, right? There's a lot more, by the way, Marian apparitions are claimed, but the one, when I say there's only six or eight or 10 or 12 that are, that are uh, attributed by the Vatican as worthy of belief. Right. Okay. So, cause I know somebody's going to write me and say, yeah, but right. there was this one, this one, this one. Some of those have not been attributed by the Vatican as worthy of belief. 
Nevertheless, okay, at Fatima, one of the things that she told the children was that she wanted people to pray the rosary for the salvation of the world. And she gave them, she said, when you pray, add this prayer. And it's called the Fatima prayer. And so it's been added after the glory be before you move to the next big beat of the Our Father. And the Fatima prayer goes like this. Oh, my Jesus, forgive us of our sins, save us from the fires of hell, and lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. That had to do with the message of Fatima, that she was concerned that a world was turning away from Christ and that we should be aware that there is a consequence of turning away from Christ and there is the fire of hell. So you say, oh, my Jesus, forgive us our sins, save us from the fires of hell, lead all souls to heaven, especially those in most need of thy mercy. It's called the Fatima Prayer. And so that's an addition that was given to the rosary in 1917. Or that's on that. this? It's in that gap. In that gap, okay. In the gap. So you have, for each of the decades, you have a big bead, yep. which is in Our Father, yep. then 10 Hail Mary beads, yep. then a gap. And in the gap, you pray the Glory Be and the Fatima Prayer. Okay. And that brings you to the next big bead. And now you're going to start another decade. Okay. So you're going to announce the next mystery. Yep. So in the case of the Joyful Mysteries, you say, the second joyful mystery, the visitation of the Blessed Virgin Mary to Elizabeth. Right. And you maybe take a moment and reflect on that story. Yep. And then while reflecting on that story, you pray 10 Hail Marys. Okay. okay. 10 beads. Then you get to the gap. Yep. And in the gap, it's the glory be. Yep. And the Fatima prayer. Okay. And then you come to the third, obviously. Right. A big bead, the third Our Father bead. Yep. And you say third decade. And you say the third mystery, in this case, you'd say the nativity. Jesus right. is born in the manger. And you reflect a little bit about that. And then you go 10 Hail Marys. Yep. Then the gap. In the gap, it's the glory be in the Fatima prayer. Yep. Now you come to the fourth and you say the fourth joyful mystery, the presentation of Jesus in the temple mm-hmm. on the eighth day. Reflect a little bit about that amazing story when he's presented and the, you know, pro, you know Anna and Simeon, the prophet, prophets right. come up and prophesy over him. And then reflecting on that, 10 Hail Marys in the gap, the glory be in the Fatima prayer. And that brings you to the fifth decade. And you say the fifth joyful mystery, the finding of Jesus in the temple when he was 12 years old. You know, his parents had left to go back to, you know, uh, Nazareth, up to Galilee. They got a couple of days out. They thought it was big. He was in the caravan. They can't find him. They go back. They search everywhere and they find him in the temple. This is like leaving one of your kids at church. (laughs) Right. Teaching the, the, you know, the, the teachers of the law, instructing them. Right. And you reflect on that and what significance right. of that is. And then yep. and our father and Hail Mary's in the gap, a glory be and a Fatima prayer. And now you've gone through the five decades. Yep. And then obviously, depending on the days of the week. So on Mondays, you pray the joyful mysteries. Yep. On Tuesdays, the sorrowful mysteries. On Wednesdays, the, the glorious right. mysteries. Right. And then on Thursdays, the luminous mysteries. And then you kind of recycle those for the weekend. Yep. Right. And now you've gone through the five decades and you should be back to... to the starting point yeah. prayer that you have not learned yet. And that's called the Hail Holy Queen. I read that one. It's on right? my cheat sheet. On I your cheat sheet, it. right? In Latin, it's called the Salve Regina, which is basically Hail Queen in yeah. Latin. Uh, Hail Holy Queen uh, is a Marian prayer. And so I'll, I'll tell you how it is. It's Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. 
Turn then, most gracious Advocate, thine eyes of mercy toward us, and after this, our exile, show us the blessed fruit of thy womb, Jesus. And then you say, O Clement, oh, by the way, Clement means uh, merciful and loving. O Clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary, pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. That's the Hail Holy Queen. And now you've come back to the to, three. To, yeah, to the, yeah, to the beginning. And then when we get back to the crucifix, right? We say, we don't, we don't do any more Hail Marys. We basically are now back to here. And then I, like, I take the crucifix. And then you pray the final prayer of the rosary, sort of the closing prayer of the rosary. And it goes like this. Let us pray. O God, whose only begotten son by his... Now, I pray this while I'm holding the crucifix because it right. focuses me on the crucifix. O God, whose only begotten son by his life, death, and resurrection has purchased for us the rewards of eternal life. Grant, we beseech thee, that by meditating upon these mysteries of the most holy rosary of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we may imitate what they contain and obtain what they promise through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. So I told you I downloaded a cheat sheet, right? Right. Is it all the same? Are they all the same? Is, there, is it always the same? If I, if I learn this from one or the other cheat sheets, will yeah. I, I'll, get all, I'll always get exactly yeah. what you've described to me. Yes. Okay. All right. Good. Now, there are some little kind of tweaks. Like I said, uh, I think in the last episode, if you're a Dominican, um, you do the first three beads a little differently. Right. Um, I'm not a Dominican. You're not so a Dominican, so you don't have to worry about that. And then after that final prayer, some people add some additional prayers. Okay. You're officially you're done, but a lot of people are like, okay, well, I've sort of finished praying my rosary and now I want to add some things. So for example, some people at that point will add their prayer intentions, which is basically the things they, you know, pray for my son who's, right. you know, got right. a big test school day, pray for my mom who's right. sick in the hospital, pray for, you know, my, you know, friend who's got cancer, whatever. That is a place that some people add prayer intentions. There's other kinds of prayers that people like sort of like to tack on at the end. It's officially right. the, when you pray that final one right. where you say, you know, uh, and by the way, I love that last line, pray that we may imitate what they contain right. and obtain what they promise through Christ. Amen. It's sort of done. And then some people will just take that time and use that to add on some other things into their prayer life. A thing that I personally do is after that final one on the crucifix, I pray the St. Michael prayer. Hmm. Okay, so the St. Michael prayer is a prayer to St. Michael the archangel, who in scripture is the one who destroys Satan and banishes him to hell. He's the leader of the angelic armies. And so the St. Michael prayer goes like this. St. Michael the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly hosts, by the power of God, thrust into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. Hmm. And so there's a whole history about the St. Michael prayer that we could talk about some other time. It emerged in the 19th century. Pope Leo XIII had a vision of of, of Satan trying to ravage the church, and he composed the St. Michael prayer and instructed Christians to tack it on at the end of the mass or at the end of the rosary, at the end of their prayer times as a sort of rebuke of Satan and invocation of protection against evil. Yep. And so I personally, whenever I tack on at the end, I like to sort of finish with the St. Michael prayers 
as, as, as I kind of walk away from my prayer time, you know, invoking right. that. But, but that's it. I mean, you know, that's it. What varies when you pray the rosary from day to day is which mysteries you reflect on. And there's a lot of different interesting apps that you can get if your phone. Um, there's podcasts where you can listen to somebody do it. I, I, uh, I grew up in Los Angeles. And from the time I was a very small child, we were Dodger fans and I bled yep. Dodger blue. And, right. and uh, the voice of the Dodgers, who just recently passed away, was the great Vin Scully. Oh, I read about that. And Vin Scully, I mean, his voice is just burned into my sure. mind. Ten gazillion times hearing Vin Scully call a baseball game. And so shortly after I'd become Catholic, I was noodling around uh, on, uh, on my phone and I found like this podcast app thing of Vin Scully leading the rosary. Oh, wow. Uh, he was a Catholic guy. And I guess at his church in LA or whatever, they recorded him leading the rosary and, and, the, and there's four sets of recordings for the four sets of mysteries. And so, so I, it was so great, you know, when I was learning to pray the rosary, cause right. I would, I would play that and like follow along with, awesome. with Vin Scully, you know, like, like it was like he was calling a Dodger game doing the rosary. It was really, it was really cool, but you can find these, you can find ones where like for each of the reflections on the mysteries, you'll hear, uh, you know, this or that Bible teacher, whoever, reflect for a, a minute on each of the mysteries oh, yeah. or you can just do it yourself or whatever. Yeah. But the basic structure is what we laid out and that's, that's how it goes. And it takes me typically 20 to 25 minutes to pray my rosary, depending on how fast, how much time yeah. I spend meditating. This is a daily thing for you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I just showed you out here at the One Rolling Adventure Compound, I have my little yeah. rosary chapel in the pines, and, but I mean, I can do it in my car. I can do it you know, right. home. Uh, do you ever, do do you ever split it up? Yeah. I mean, if I've pressed for time yeah. and, and I think I showed you here on the table, I have a couple of um, single, yeah. single decade rosaries. Right. So it's basically just an Our Father bead, uh, like this one over here is a crucifix yep. with an Our Father bead, 10 Hail Mary beads, and then, you know, like an end bead for the, right. the glory be in the Fatima prayer. And then I just keep this in my pocket. Right. And sometimes if you're really pressed for time, you know, you've only got a minute or two. Um, I've done that a lot where, uh, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm busy, you know, you could, you right. could do this while you're riding the elevator between meetings right. or when you're sitting in a red light in traffic and just pray a single decade or whatever right. the case may be, uh, when you don't have 25 whole minutes. So you can break it up throughout the day. I pray a lot when I, uh, my rosary a lot, when I go walk my dog in the morning, right. um, I'll just kind of keep it in my pocket and I've got the leash in one hand and I'm walking right. the dog, praying the rosary with the other. So a lot of times it's about fitting. And I think, you know, when we talked about the origin of the rosary. It was about a way that people could structure and fit prayer into their, their real lives. Right. Yeah. I love it. I can see you know, the thought I had was that compared to my sort of Protestant approach, which was, you know, thank you for waking me up this morning. And that like, like you once said, which has stuck with me forever. Thank you. That, uh, you kept me safe through the night and space lab didn't crash into my bedroom. <laughs> right, uh, that's right. <laughs> and then uh, uh, a couple other things. And then I got to go. Uh, this is by comparison to the way I've been taught or more, or more properly not taught uh, more correctly, not taught by the Protestant uh, world is this is far richer. Oh, There's yeah. all kinds of straight up biblical stuff. 
It's oh, all this is a, it's all biblical. It's right. a, it's an immersion in scripture right. and prayer. And I think I said in the last episode, uh, when we were talking about the purpose of the rosary, I said, you know, I know this is the kind of thing that's like kryptonite to Protestants, maybe, or like, like said something. Right. But, you know, there's a certain level in which prayer is, is work. Right. And they'll go, oh, it's work. No, 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 that's not what I mean. I mean, it's, it's, it's constructive. Right. You know, if I'm, if I'm going to go out and work in, you know, my garden, you know, right. or I'm going to cook dinner. Right. Or I'm going to do anything that's valuable. I'm going to go to the gym and exercise or I'm going to, right, build something with wood on my deck or, I mean, whatever right. the point right. is, is, you're going to write a song. Uh, whatever, when you're doing something that's constructive, there's a sort of structure and order to it so that you don't waste your time, you know, and do it badly. I mean, and when I say it's prayer is work, I mean it that way. It's a constructive, productive activity. Right. It should be. Right. And I felt that a lot of times in, you know, kind of evangelicalism, prayer was just this unstructured sort of like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to think about Jesus and the Bible and my mind wanders and I fall asleep and I don't really... And I want to, if, if, if the, if the Lord gives me 20 minutes, you know, that I can carve out of my other responsibilities for the day to pray, right. then I want to use those 20 minutes constructively and productively. Right. And one of the things that I, that why, you know, the rosary is such a devotion for me is for other reasons, but because of that, it's like, it's the most productive and constructive way that I can, that I know to use that 20 minutes that God has given me um, usefully. I used to, uh, I have all my life sort of just dismissed pre-written prayers. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not really, would you say that to your wife? Would you walk up to your wife and read something to her? You just talk to her, right? Um, but this, of course, isn't the same thing. And I was at, I had a, a nine-month job as an interim worship director, and there would be a morning prayer on Sunday. And uh, the pastor would invite, would appoint people from the congregation to come up and pray. And these people, without fail, they read their prayer. And as I listened to it, I thought them, I started thinking, that really is a good prayer. That's a good yeah. prayer they wrote out. I mean, that, that prayer had purpose. That prayer, there were things they wanted to pray for. There were, they, uh, and I remember thinking, eh, there's something to this. I, I shouldn't be dismissing this. Well, I mean, okay, let's just take it in reverse order, like uh, practically and then biblically. From a practical standpoint, if I said to you as a worship leader, go up and, you know, lead in music, you know, lead a hymn or right. a song. Do I want you to go up there and just noodle around and like make up a song on the fly? Right. Right. Like I'm just going to go up here and kind of improvise and kind of make up some lyrics. Like this was some kind of goofball improvisational session. It's just going to probably end up being a bad song. That's not really well done. I would want you to lead us in worship by choosing a hymn or whatnot and practicing it and doing it well. Right. And executing and leading us in it well. Right. Uh, so why would I practically use my prayer time and have it just be this time where, you know, the old, the old evangelical prayer where you say, just, uh, I just, Lord, I, yeah. I just, yeah. it's just that I really just want to just, cause you keep using the word just as a, as a, like a, a, a way to buy time I while your to, brain sort of has to think about the same. I next. used to count the word just in a prayer. Yeah. I, yeah. And so like, why wouldn't I want to do this well? And then biblically, right? I mean, so the disciples come to Jesus and they say, John's disciples, John the Baptist teaches, has taught his disciples how to pray, teach us how to pray. And he said, okay, when you pray, say, our father, which is the our father, right? The Lord's prayer. Right. And there's the doxology, but even going back 
uh, before that, we have the Psalms and the Psalms are prayers, right? Created me a clean heart, O Lord, right? right. I mean, right. right. The Psalms are prayers and they were prayers to the, to the Jews and they were prayers to the early Christians. And we saw that the, the whole rosary grew out of the, the Psalter of, yep. of, of people praying the Psalms. So yeah, well, this notion that prayer is supposed to be this kind of spontaneous improvisational thing. There's certainly moments for that where I want to be in conversation with God. Right. But there's times when I also want to, to, in a sense, uh, focus. Yep. And what I find is when I do pray the rosary and I pray these prayers, it actually allows me to focus more on what I want to say because I will do right. prayer, prayer intentions before or after. And I'll say, okay, Lord, I've prayed my rosary. I've prayed my what, and, and, and now Lord, I want to add some very particular specific things, right. you know, for my aunt Sally and for my right. friend Ed and for my, right. you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. And so, yeah, again, it's, I'm just going to, I'm going to go back to constructive and productive. As a musician, I'm a little older now and I've listened and listened and listened and listened and listened a million times to a million things. And I'm getting really tired of improvised solos, guitar solos, rock guitar solos. There are really like only about three and they just keep, you know, the the guys are uh, a little inside baseball here, but they're all playing in the same position on the neck and they're all doing the same things. And it's just over and over and over. And I've gotten to the point where I don't want to hear improvised music anymore. I love jazz and a lot of that's improvised. Most of it is improvised, but they, but I have very few that I actually listen to because I'm, I'm tired of hearing somebody just noodling along for their own pleasure and not mine. So I'm to the point now where I want to hear something that somebody has thought about and, and yeah. that, and that has, is quality. Well, there's a, there's a time to have conversation with God. I mean, I, it's, it's, it's a little bit absurd for the Protestant who says that because Catholics have rosaries, that there's no conversation with God because anybody, if you know anybody who prays the rosary, right. you know, any of the saints, you know, that they also do conversational prayer with right. God. I talk to God all the time in conversational right. terms and I right. cry out to him and I reflect and I listen and all those things. But I also, in addition to that, have a structured time right. where I, I spend some organized and constructive and productive time right. focusing. And, yeah. and so I think it's, it's not an either or, it's, it's both and. So, Ed, are you, uh, uh, now I've got this uh, large selection of cool rosaries on the table, but, you know, there's some great places where you can, you know, find ones that, Yeah, you know, I think you. I'm going to, right now I'm, I'm still sort of in stealth mode. Yes, I know. Um, well, yeah, it's a little odd, you know, you're in stealth mode, but you're recording stuff that's being broadcast <laughs> right, all over right, the but, world on this well, podcast. I was, I was, I telling you this last time we did this. We've had a was... huge number of downloads recently from the Netherlands. So there are Dutch people that are listening to you. So, you, okay. you know, so, you, yeah, your, your, your secret is not safe I'm, I'm in Amsterdam. The, the, the Protestant Catholic missionary to the Dutch. We were talking about this was that you or it might've been our mutual friend. How I feel like my, my time as a, uh, uh, anonymous person here. Yeah. We're closing in on somebody. Somebody's going to figure out who I am. Like, I don't know if anybody even cares, but you know, <laughs> but somebody might. And then eventually it will, it will, it could, it could poke back into you know, the worlds will collide and yeah. my Protestant world will collide with my, you know, my world here. And then I'll have some splaining to do. Oh, I can't uh, wait for that. That'll be a fun episode. Yeah. Yeah. It'll, I'm not, you know, there are only, a, there are only a couple of people I'm just trying to protect. And then other than that, yeah. I don't, I don't care what anybody thinks. Well, you can, yeah. I know you can pray the rosary in the isolation of your Jeep. 
Right. I just have to, I have to hide the rosary beads. That's right. So nobody's, you know, <laughs> nobody sees me. You can always come out here and, and pray oh, that's in the, true. the chapel okay. in the pines. That's right. And yeah. Because nobody knows where this is. You're, you're, the secret chapel. That's right. All right. All hey, right. thank you, Thanks, Ed. Greg. Okay, take care. Thank you for listening. My name is Greg Smith. And if you've enjoyed this podcast, would you please hit the like and subscribe buttons wherever you get your podcasts? And please share it with others. And if you're curious about the Catholic worldview and faith, the Church and its saints, or Catholic history, culture, and art, then visit consideringcatholicism.com. And email me to let me know what you think. Greg at consideringcatholicism.com.